0: Hello, you are listening to the AmiTalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the a and Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, SPS Commerce, and Sezzle. Ranked in the top 10% of all podcasts globally, the OmniTalk Fast Five podcast is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week too. Today is March 2nd, 2023. I'm your host, Dan Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are here once again... To discuss all the headlines making waves in the world of omni-channel retailing, Chris.
1: Yes, Ann. did you
0: notice that there's a new sponsor
1: I, in the
0: intro? In
1: the intro. In yes. the intro. Yes, I did, Ann. Yes, SBS Commerce. Shout out to them. I know. Excited Love to have guys. them on
0: board. We had a great event last week. So make sure or earlier this week. Yeah,
1: like two days ago. Ann. Chris and
0: I are. Co- we're coming back.
1: You're a little lagged.
0: Both of us have been traveling. I'm a little lagged. You yeah. were up north. I was in Palm Springs for Etail. We're getting our stuff together. We don't really know what day of the week it is, but. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're at
1: Etel West. Heard it was a pretty raucous conference. Lots yeah, of was retailers there. Tons of people there. Get Army yeah. Talk Sean, holding down the fort on your own solo. It
0: was a it was a lot. You're like free I solo need, of, I need, the,
1: of the LinkedIn retail influencing.
0: Yes. Um Jason Goldberg was giving me a hard time. He's like, all Chris does is carry the gear, right? So how are you? <laughs> pretty <laughs> I said, much
1: true. I said, yeah.
0: uh th- that and uh, a lot more. This uh, is uh this is not my favorite thing to do independent. Yeah,
1: solos tough. Solos tough. It, uh, the solo thing's the hardest thing to do oh, in, in in this business. But I was in my seventh circle of hell Ann. That's <laughs> where know. I was. I was I... up north. The kids had this like day camp thing that for That's what we two, do in Minnesota. For two nights the school took them up there. I was the adult chaperone, which that's not a good idea. <laughs> but uh yeah, it was me and, not, and eight other people in bunk beds. It was the hottest I've ever been in my life. It was ter- it was the hottest. It was so hot. Like it's a long story, but the heat wasn't working, and I was on the top oh, bunk, and man. I was—it was like a vinyl mattress. I was stripped down, like on a vinyl, disgusting mattress that probably thousands of kids have slept yeah. on, and God knows what else. And I was just dying. It was—it was, it was did, worse than Madrid's heat, and oh, that's how I'm bad at that's how hot awful. it was. But anyway,
0: uh, did you—you you guys didn't do that, probably in Arizona. No. That was not like in Arizona. No. This is this is a very traditional. Growing up in Minnesota, they want you to have like the Northwoods experience, like environmental learning. It's part of the culture, but yeah. that doesn't mean it's a good thing and a yeah, that Arizona, we go
1: look at Gila monsters or something like that. I that don't sounds know. That fun. Yeah, not really. All right, before we get to today's headlines, we want you to know that tomorrow is actually the registration deadline for Shop Talk. And remember, your ticket to Shop Talk gets you access to Meetup, Shop Talk's new meetings experience, where you'll have the opportunity to connect with any one of the 10 Thousand and I know ten thousand. I mean, 10 everybody, years everybody in Shop was
0: like, "See you in a few weeks." Yeah, we
1: just got done with yeah. the podcasting. Are you gonna, guy asked us? He's like, "Are you going to Shop Talk?" We're like, yep. "Yeah, yeah." They're referring it to the whole thing as what they're calling quote engineered serendipity. I love that. It sounds pretty cool. Some of the companies confirmed to attend are Amazon, Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, PepsiCo, Costco, Bloomingdale's, Instacart, Google, and thousands more. Of course, if there's 10,000 people coming. On top of that, you'll get to hear from over 275 C-level and senior level speakers from the biggest retailers, brands, and tech, and 650 sponsors like Meta, Shopify, Adobe, Salesforce, and Klarna. You might even see Ann on stage twice. As yeah. well? Yeah. DoorDash yeah. and uh, Meta, established yeah. by Fenty. And... That's a hell of a lineup. I'm kind of jealous of your lineup, Yeah, actually. I don't yeah.
0: know. I got some good ones, though.
1: And don't forget, but my favorite part, Ann, Shop Talk is also known for their epic beach party concerts with Flo Rida performing last year. And this year is headlined by none other than Nelly. So you definitely don't want to miss that. The meetup deadline is again tomorrow. Be sure to get your tickets today at ShopTalk.com slash US slash OmniTalk. That's ShopTalk.com. Dot com slash US slash Omnitalk. We will see you there in just what? A little over three weeks now, right? It's gonna be here before like, we know. It. It's like, just
0: like get your stuff together. Yeah, like Twenty-two
1: days, twenty-three Do the days.
0: Thing. Book the hotel room if you still can find one in Vegas with 10,000 people attending. Yeah, it's
1: actually that's that's actually the hardest part right now. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, in today's fast five, we've got news on Kohl's mulling a change in its pricing strategy. Mm-hmm. Amazon going big after same-day delivery, Instacart announcing a slew of new Omnichannel Solutions, Men's Warehouse's new Prom Your Way initiative. We're going way back in the way back machine oh, for yeah. that one, Ann. But we begin today with more earnings news. Ann.
0: That's right. Headline number one Chris, after covering Walmart Ooh. and Home Depot's earnings last week, yes. we thought, why not send Target a little love this week? Why um, not? And talk about what they reported. So, according to Yahoo Finance, Target saw same store sales increase by 0.7% which was higher than Wall Street estimates of a drop of 1.74%. Right. Right. Uh, Good s- decimal reading. Th- thank you. <laughs> um I pride myself on my decimal. <laughs> I had a
1: boss one time that was always like, always rounded up. Never give me the decimals. I was like, Jesus, all right, dude. Oh, you're gosh. kind of intense, but Yow. that really happened to me. I swear to God. Ugh. All right.
0: Uh, similar to Walmart's results, consumer spending at Target also seemed to shift to essentials like food and away from categories like electronics, home, and apparel. Uh, one other item of note at the end of Q4, inventory was three percent lower than in 2021, and particularly in those discretionary categories like electronics, home. And apparel inventory there was nearly 13% lower than 2021. Uh Chris, what are your thoughts here on on the target earnings real quick?
1: Oh man, yeah. This one will probably take pretty quick, but um, you know, there's a few notes for me. One, I think macro level, I'm sticking to my guns that the earnings reports going forward in the second and third quarters are gonna be even worse across yeah. retail. Yeah. Uh, because I read through the earnings report pretty pretty quickly yesterday, but I did scan it pretty well. And there were a ton of references to increased SG&A for the balance of the year, similar to what we saw from Home Depot. So yeah. that was one takeaway. The second one for me is, uh, and you have to read the earnings reports for this, and it's starting to come out today in the news a little bit, but I love the national rollout of drive-up returns, yeah. yeah, They're they're expecting to do it. They said they're going to go national with it by 2023 or during the course of this year. And so I love that. It takes the reverse logistics costs out of the equation, mm-hmm. similar to what curbside pickup does in reducing last mile costs. So yep. I got to think about, I'm like, kudos to Target for being out in front of this. You don't have to recreate the wheel on solving that problem. Right. Like You can kind of do it with your stores as your asset again with just a slight pivot on something that you're already asking your customers to do. So, so I love that. And then my last point I would make would be the inventories to me still seem a little out of whack. Okay, you how co- so? Well, you quoted them above and they seem low to me given inflation relative to 2021. And especially when I think that gross margins are also, as I read, about 500 basis points lower than in 2019. So it tells me that there could be some clearance activity that helped goose the sales numbers slightly and get sure. the inventories to that level. And I'm also wondering if they're a little low. Um, and so it could still mean some pressure here ahead in the year as, you know, they start to anniversary inflation in food categories as well. So that was the one thing that stuck out to me. I didn't have enough information to know, but, you know, just something that caught my attention. Yeah. What do you I, think, though? I,
0: I love the curbside returns.
1: I figured you did.
0: I hope, however, like my curbside returns experience was not good. At Target, when oh, I you tried, tried it, it. Yeah, yeah, I tried this back like it was you know in December when they were just piloting it at a few stores. That's right, and it wasn't even video shoot worthy, right? No, you it couldn't was, even shoot it. it. was very much not. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's still a lot of logistics that to hear that they're rolling it out to every store, like that mm-hmm. they're rolling it out, you know, as much as they are, mm-hmm. is is somewhat concerning to mm-hmm. me because I again, like, you really want people mm-hmm. to nail that experience, and it was not the same. What experience. were some of the issues? uh well like one or two well for example the uh the woman bringing the i did a return and i did a pickup order oh, in the, right, same the same thing. transaction she brought out my item but then she did not have a printer she needed a oh. printer to print a receipt for me which seems seemed ridiculous yeah. but I ended up waiting 45 minutes Oof. in the car and had real. to go in and then figure out like how to do my return oh, in. Man. so it was that's rough it was still it still needed early a lot stages of work. Though, early maybe they guard sure.
1: some of those kinks out yeah
0: hoping that they do though because I think that's going to be important I think the you know they alluded to again that they're building more sortation centers to get closer to the customers but Chris my real disappointment yeah. here is yeah. we're still not hearing about any other like tech R&D that's happening at Target. Like I yeah. feel like we if you compare it to Amazon to Walmart like there just doesn't feel like there's a lot of experimentation going. It's still focusing on like building new brands and I, they you know target they did hit knows the what build they're
1: doing. the brand things again like they, like, they hit the, what are you yeah. gonna do with
0: 10 new brands like what about right. I just I, I I think you're right where it's like right. the the earnings reports are going to continue right. to come in and not look great for the next two quarters but then target like where is the conversation like I want PR from target coming out like we're piloting this thing or we're testing this thing like there's no like innovation happening in the shopping yeah. experience outside of like the curbside returns, which is a big deal, but I just I still feel like there's something missing for me.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean the, the the part of me though is that that's Target, right? Target that's the Minnesota roots. I know, like it's but like it's just... we're gonna go with what brung us. We're just gonna do it a little bit better each and every day. We're I... not gonna step out and be completely innovative and and I worry you know, though on, on I worry about the technology side of things you I worry about it. Though. I worry yeah. about
0: the future of the brand for that reason it's just it's it's concerning
1: but yeah let's but they're still on. they're still doing it from a very large position of strength that's the one point Correct. I would add that goes in their favor all right headline number two according to retail dive I can't wait to talk about this actually and Kohl's also reported this week that Q4 net sales fell 7.7 7 0.2% Thank you. I appreciate that. Year the point. over year to $5.8 billion, with comparable sales down 6.6%. And gross margins contracted also a whopping 1,116 basis points, falling to 23% overall. That's a big drop. But perhaps most interesting, new CEO Tom Kingsbury said that the company is also reevaluating its pricing strategy. Quote, mm-hmm. We know that our promotional strategy at times can be a disadvantage to Kohl's when compared to our competitors' price focused strategies. We will test everyday value pricing with a small percentage of our product assortment and if successful grow it appropriately in subsequent years. We fully recognize the sensitivities around pricing with our customers and will approach this with great measure and flexibility. End quote that was CEO Tom Kingsbury. And yes. Do you think Mr. Kingsbury is right to muck around with Cole's pricing formula? I'm curious. Oh, What's God, your take? No. here? Yes, yes, I like totally all. 100% agree. I mean,
0: uh, I loved I loved um this was in Retail Dive, right? That's I think where where we were talking yes, about this. Yes. Yeah. And Daphne the the writer was comparing this to JCPenney and that's immediately what I thought of. Yep. Like how many friends do we have from Target that ha- like followed right. all, all the team down to JCPenney because Ron Johnson yeah, right. was taken over and he was going to change the way he was going to get rid of discounts and it, to right, me it's just right. like dude you're jc or in this case kohl's your core is de- that's why they shop you yep. is because of the discounting strategy right. like you take that away from them and it's just like psychologically they're gonna feel like they're not getting the 100%. deal and he does talk about like we're keeping kohl's cash and all the other stuff but like if they don't see those yes. discounted pricing or sale like when they walk in the door right. like no, it's it, they're gonna they're gonna abandon. They're yeah. gonna go to competitors who are selling things, even if the price is lower. I think that you know what Kohl's needs to do. Oh, you're gonna
1: go to Kohl's needs to do. I do. I, I'm gonna think, do that too. Actually, I think yeah. the
0: smart thing that he talks about is is their investments in inventory management, creating a more convenient shopping experience. Like all of these things that they can do, including the Sephora. Like he talks about expanding Sephora to as many stores as possible. Yeah which is the absolute smart thing to do. The funny thing that I thought about here is he talks about how jewelry sales are being impacted because they're putting Sephora's in where the jewelry department was. of course. And I was like, give me a break. Like, how often do you buy a piece of jewelry? Like, key holidays, maybe a birthday, but like... Right,
1: right, right, right.
0: Sephora is daily use products. Daily use products that that are getting a new customer in your door. Like, that's what you got to focus on. Make it more convenient. Get better, like delivered a promise to customers because you have better inventory Mm -hmm. accuracy you can save sales like i don't know man yeah
1: so you're not you're not you're not down with this no Uh, yeah yeah no i i think you're right and a lot of what you're saying is table stakes in a lot of ways too that's the funny thing and so i'm not sure that it necessarily helps the helps the flowing business model which we talked about a lot right but i 100 percent agree with you i think it's a freaking horrible idea i'll just go out and say that like in fact i don't even think it can be done and the reference point would be JCPenney's. It it may be what you're gonna it may be what you need, honestly. Yeah. And I've talked about that, I've written about that in Forbes. Like this has been a problem for them for a long time, particularly when you start talking about online competition where online transparency of pricing is so important. Yeah. You can't put all these crazy ass discounts and coals cash to that. It makes it difficult to operate. But it's gonna alienate your base. Yeah. It's gonna alienate your base. My mother in law Marge, mother in law Marge, yeah. will not know what to do. Like she'll yeah. walk into Coles, she'll be totally overwhelmed and, and probably walk out. I have no idea, but that's my hunch. And so you're not going to be able to sustain it given the loss of your core customer. Yeah. The smarter move, and I've said this for five or six years now, the smarter move would be for Coles to develop a new brand or a new store concept that it can be doing that leverages the economies of skills that other upstarts can't do. So you talk about things like the product sourcing it has mm-hmm. it, there's, under their label, the marketing, the back office activities, all those things. And the aim of that new concept should be to, to disrupt Kohl's itself, to yes. create a better version of the department store. So here's an idea. Make a smaller version of Target. Make a better, smaller version of Target with better price transparency. Mm-hmm. My question for you, Anne, is why the hell? Haven't we seen an Amazon go inside of Kohl's? I don't know. What is preventing that? Amazon can't get physical stores right, which we're going to talk about in the yeah, next headline. Right. Kohl's can't seem to get out of its own way on anything. You've already got the relationship with returns. Why the hell hasn't that happened? I don't know. Like, that's so easy to do. I don't know. So easy to do. Yeah, it would... and. Yeah,
0: it makes sense, especially again, like it's another convenience factor that could bring in a new customer right. that cares about that, that wants that convenience, and they have how many locations? You do, like, that,
1: you do that test in like a few stores. And here's the other thing, but changing your pricing strategy, terrible move, Burlington Tom, that's your new name on this show, Burlington Tom, because that's right. where you came from, and of course it's what you're gonna do because it's what you know. Yeah, It's your heritage, Right. and that's the problem in the hire that I've had from the beginning. All right, rant over.
0: All right, let's go to headline number three, Chris. Uh, bring the blood pressure down a little yeah. bit. Uh, amazon is planning to invest even more in ultra fast delivery so according to the wall street journal the tech giant is continuing to quote devote resources to facilities and services structured to deliver packages to customers in less than a day end quote a core feature of amazon's plan is what it calls same day sites according to the journal these same day sites are a fraction of the size of amazon's larger fulfillment warehouses and are designed to prepare products for immediate delivery. To date, Amazon has opened about 45 of the smaller sites since 2019 and could expand to at least 150 centers in the next several years, according to MWPVL International. That's a lot of letters. Sure is, <laughs> which tracks Amazon warehouse operations. It should also be noted that Amazon ultra-fast deliveries can arrive in a matter of hours and that Amazon currently charges its Prime Subscription Service members a service fee of $2.99 per order for the service if they don't meet the $25 threshold. Chris? Yes. This when I do that, you are you are always
1: know what's I coming. I do. I kind of you kind of tip it off. It's like your tell. It's your Oreo tell from. Uh, I know. I figured from out Rounders. what that is. You did yeah, good. I, I got a lot of comments on that. They're did like and didn't know what that was. I know.
0: I know. Yeah. You guys like I watched Rounders back in my college days, and let's just say I was not completely coherent when I was watching that movie. So I my memory <laughs> recall eating some Oreos. <laughs> yeah, I was probably eating some Oreos. Um, okay, this is the A and yes. put you on the spot question, Chris. Yes, they want to know. We're not used to saying this yeah. but how big is amazon's disadvantage in same day fast delivery without Ooh. a retail footprint to leverage and are these smaller same day facilities the answer
1: Ooh, yeah interesting i i love that question that's actually when i read this headline that was kind of the line of thinking was that it? i was taking yeah because i mean to flatly i'd say i don't think it is um which points to why this story is so interesting to me because you know, we've spent many a week here over the last few mm-hmm. weeks talking about what Amazon's not going to invest in. Yeah. And now we're talking about what they are. Yes. But then when I get down to it, if I read between the lines of that, it tells me that stores potentially are a real threat to Amazon by mm-hmm. way of pickup, quick delivery. Yeah. And they're threatening that continued growth trajectory, which is I think what AM is smartly hitting on here. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about the stalled Amazon Fresh rollout, This feels like more to me like a necessary move at this point to keep your territory Mm. in the speed game. But it's not going to unlock a lot of growth when you get down to it, when you think about it in that context. Because honestly, what move does Amazon have at this point other than to do this? Physical stores continue to be an abject failure Mm -hmm. for the most part. Like they've made no traction in the physical retail space at this point. I mean, honestly, like nothing. Um, They failed with one prototype after another. Maybe
0: Amazon Go convenience. Maybe, yeah. But
1: yeah, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe. But still, that's like that's a small segment here. Yeah. You know. But yeah, that that, that's a good point. That maybe I give them that. Yeah. But you know, in terms of impacting like large scale grocery or large scale mass merchandising or the dollar segment, like it's gonna be tough. And so they're going back to what they know, which is speed. Mm -hmm. But at what point does that cap out when you're going against stores, which offer all these flexible fulfillment types and. The lion's share of the pie is still very much, I don't know. It's kind of out of Amazon's grasp. For the, mm-hmm. I'm saying this for the first time on this show. Like I look ten years out. Like I'm like, Amazon, you're not gonna be able to get that. Yeah. Without stores. Yeah. And so this is your best move. But I think the point I'm sitting on is dead. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes it makes me wonder again, like what's going to end up happening with the Amazon Fresh locations? Like, do those become grocery stores or are those more of these same day, you know, fulfillment hubs? Like, do they just end up using that, which I imagine they were going to be leveraging those stores for in some capacity anyway. Mm -hmm. But I think that that maybe Mm -hmm. makes more sense. My question is, well, it's only 2.99 for these same day deliveries mm-hmm. and and we know how much that costs they go the journal goes into it in detail mm-hmm. like how much that actually costs amazon mm-hmm. and i wonder just based off of what we've seen them do recently with grocery where they increased the delivery or added back the delivery fee for mm-hmm. grocery like how long can they keep delivery fees this low and i think you know once that fee increases which i have to imagine it's going to because it they just have to do that to make operational sense like are people going to be compelled to pay five dollars for that item because you're like the example they give in the in the article is like toothbrush heads yeah. like your toothbrush heads or the the one thing that you need today right. is not gonna reach that 25 dollars no, threshold so you're gonna be paying that fee it's gonna keep increasing like at what point does a, a person like you yep. or I just say like I'm just just gonna go to Walmart yep. it's down the street and yep. I don't have to pay for it and I can do a curbside pickup so I think that if they have if they're gonna keep the cost low they're they're just not going to be able to make the economics of it work um and i think you look at all these retailers we just did an interview with incisive about all the fulfillment options kind of coming up yeah. available too for people like pick up at a locker pick yeah. up at the store you know have it delivered to you like as that becomes like front and center for the shopping experience for the consumer i just i don't know that this this idea that amazon has has any like runway to it
1: i think you're 100 right and like what i start thinking about is like it's another grid advertisement for walmart plus yeah like honestly you're not paying those extra fees to do what you're talking about right. and the other point i make too in closing like as so i was thinking about this for a talk i gave last week too amazon's kind of its own worst enemy here they created the one click buy thing where like yeah. you just get what you want you're not building bigger baskets on amazon to right. your point so right. like you know if i'm gonna have to pay 2.99 for my toothbrush heads I'm gonna go to Walmart Plus over time. Yeah. Like or just go to Walmart in general over right. time. I think you're dead right. right. All right, Chris. All right, Ann. Well, before we get to headline number four, this is the part of the podcast where again we like to tell you about the other great retail conferences we're planning to head to the this Omnita summer.
0: Conference minute. <laughs>
1: Be sure to join us at the Commerce Next e-commerce growth show on June 20th and 21st in New York City. We'll be there live streaming from the show, and you will be able to learn from over 120 industry-leading speakers across more than 50 sessions. Scaled retailers and brands get free admission. They do. Just go to commercenext.com slash conference and use VIP code FAST5 to register for your complimentary ticket today. You can also check out the link in our show notes to learn more. All right, and headline number four, Instacart. Fresh off last week's Heine News and Aldi this week saying that it is also going with DoorDash. Yep. As predicted last week, I believe, I think someone, I think we talked about this on yeah. last week's show. We predicted yeah. a, they announced a slew of new, of cool new omni channel tech solutions. Here's a summary of what those cool solutions are, according to our good friends at Chain Storage. It's kind of crazy that we were talking about this last week, I know. that they were going to do this, and here they do it. Yeah. First one, Carrot Ads. Carrot Ads brings Instacart's advertising technology and capabilities to retailers owned and operated e-commerce sites with monetization options, including revenue share models. Second Mm Foodstorm, which is Instacart's order management system that it purchased in October 2021, and now supports items sold by weight, including all fresh food and prepared items typically found at deli and meat counters. Surprising that wasn't in there to begin with. Number three, the Instacart Caper Cart Smart Cart solution, which can now be managed remotely in real time via tablet, giving retailers a remote view of their stores and is intended to make it easier to see how many carts are being used, what types of items are being shopped, and to flag issues for audit. I know you're going to love that try one. Try not to laugh when you're saying uh, that. that. One, I, I have some thoughts on that one. And finally, Rosie, Instacart's white label e-commerce solution for local independent grocers, which now allows retailers to use Instacart fulfillment services to pick, pack, and deliver orders. And I'm curious your thoughts, but before we get to that, isn't Rosie the name of the robot in the Jetsons? It sure is. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah.
0: Um, Chris, I have a lot of questions <laughs> yeah, here.
1: I bet. So do First I. First of
0: all, what is new?
1: Because, not, not, nothing.
0: Like, that's, no, again, it was a like- a 100%. This, there is no new information. Yep. This is the same thing that we heard pre-grocery shop last year and with, like, maybe a few totally random enhancements, like, for one, the tablet- uh, like controlling the smart or having awareness of where the smart cards are when, within the store with a tablet I was like that one to me I'm just like so so no what where is the data being collected like what what is happening here and like what is a tablet unlock now uh, like are they are like I don't know I just seems like a stretch it seems like a stretch <laughs> right am I like and I'm trying to be like am I just being overcritical? I don't understand this it doesn't make any sense. The food storm thing, like you, do you remember that they had it yeah, set yeah, up at I grocery do, yeah, shop? Yeah. It was a kiosk. You can't yeah. order from your mobile app. They yeah, couldn't yeah. insert it into the grocer's yeah. mobile app at the time, yeah. and so you have to go walk up to a kiosk. And so, like now, I'm supposed to be impressed that I can order my potato salad from the deli from a kiosk seems versus like, like
1: critical, walking right critical up thing. there. Yeah. I
0: mean, I don't. I just. I do not understand this. It seems like all fluff. What's happening? What do you think?
1: I I mean, for me, like, and I should say this too that, that, that as we were putting this notes, as I was putting my notes together for this, the Wall Street Journal has this article where I know Instacart's revenues up like. An insane amount in the last quarter and for 2022, which I can't for the life of me understand. And their source is an internal memo that says this. So God knows what the hell that means. But um, I mean, I just can't believe we joked about this last week and this actually happened that they put out a press release like this. We said it was going to happen. They did. And you're right. There's nothing new about it. It's a total reskin. But my personal favorite is the remote monitoring of smart carts. How does that make the list? Like, it's such a reach of desperation. You're right. You're dead right. Why? Here's why. Why would I need to remotely monitor my carts when they're not deployed anywhere to begin with? I don't know. That's just so funny. Like, who has the caper carts anyway that they're like... Hmm, I need to remotely monitor them. That would mean I need to deploy them first. Like yeah. I just can't get that out of my head. So well, it's it's literally putting the cart before the cart, Ed. Yes, Th- that's it is. the joke here. That's it the punchline. Is. It
0: is for sure. Like and the Wall Street Journal thing. Like you and I could be wrong here, and that's what I'm saying. Like I, you know, listeners, if you viewers, if you have some thoughts, please share them with us because I am baffled. And, you know, maybe yeah. they're going to totally blow us out of the water and you and I are going to look like we have no idea what we're uh, talking about. I've been it's wrong. It's totally possible. But-, but, I mean, I just, I, that article in the Wall Street Journal had to come out. Something positive had point. to come out yes. ahead of this IPO. Yes. And that's it. I don't know how much I believe it, but we'll see. We'll see.
1: Yep, 100%. And remember, and we were the, we were the, team that led the robot store of the future when there was not right. one freaking robot in exactly. Target store despite oh, all God. the reports in the media. Yes. All right. All right. Let's close so it out.
0: Let's do headline number five, Chris. Men's Warehouse is launching a new omni-channel promotion called prom your way which features a digital hub where consumers can begin their tuxedo fitting process according again to chain Age, the new solution leverages snaps magic mirror technology the mirror uses ar to enable shoppers to try on clothes and accessories before buying them as well as share imagery with their peers the fit technology in- embedded in the mirror enables shoppers to see how clothes will look on them Uh, And said, Matt Rapicki, Senior VP, Chief Brand Officer of Tailored Brands, quote, Men's Warehouse understands the importance of inclusivity and has made it a pivotal aspect of our campaign. By rolling out the campaign across top social platforms, including YouTube, Snap, and Twitch, we are connecting with the younger audience who are heavily influenced by social media and meeting them where they are, end quote. Chris, what are your thoughts about this?
1: Ugh. I, I, I have no idea which way you're gonna go on this one, honestly. I'm not, I have no idea. Cause you surprise me with your fit, tech take. I know. your fit tech takes all the time. I know. Fit tech takes. I like that. That's cool. I'm skeptical. Yeah. First of all, AR is not the same thing as 3D fit, it's not even right. close. Right. Uh, so to me, this is nothing better than a marketing hook to try to get more teens into your stores. And could it work with this audience? Yeah, I guess. But I don't see it having a meaningful impact at Men's Warehouse. And I don't see it having a meaningful impact for other people. And to me, it's just to me when I get right down to it, and I think, uh, which I think is a good thing to do. We've kind of done a little bit on the show already. Like, what are some other analogies that I draw comparisons to? To me, it's like a three D room room builder, yeah. Like with AR, like yep. it's no different. I've seen everyone talk about those ad nauseum over the years. They never work. You never get traffic to them. They don't drive the business to any meaningful degree. I'm worried that's the same thing you're going to see here. So that's my take. It's
0: just flair. I know. I read this and I'm like, are we just too old for this? Like, is this not, are we just not in the, obviously we're not, we're years and years and years away from going to prom. So maybe this isn't cool. We're not participating actively on Snap. The social
1: part's cool, I guess. The social
0: part is cool. I think that makes sense. Like, But here's what I would be doing. If I were as men's warehouse, I think they also describe this as fit technology, which I think like you cannot call this fit technology to your point it is brilliant. But I think that what I would be seriously investing in here, if I'm men's warehouse is actual fit technology, like using the phone, allowing people to use their phones to scan their bodies. Because a teenager does not want to go in and be and wait in line, it's terrible. Like right. you remember back to the Days of Prom, you have to wait, you have to get measured, you have to measure your shoe size. Well, it all this doesn't things.
1: take that part out of the process, from what I understand. No, and like, not really, at all. No, it's just it like it's yeah. just like
0: you know the fake like VR, yeah. which is not even accurate to the actual colors. Right. You know the actual feel and touch of the fabrics. So I think like expedite the process for these kids like make it so that they can honestly go in there and like try a jacket on and leave like you've got everything set up you're all ready for them to make this seamless experience for them and then, then give them the skin, like yeah. give them the actual thing right, that they're right, wearing, right. so that they can use it, like right. whether it's an NFT or a digital skin or whatever, or whatever an social, avatar. Yeah, like <laughs> give that to them at that point in time, so that right. they can share that with their friends. I think they missed a huge opportunity here to like really expedite idea. the process.
1: Much better idea, and yeah, I mean, like I want to make sure my cumberbun fits. And oh god, I need maybe a good cummerbunds, cummerbunds are coming back. I wouldn't be surprised. Are. I have no idea. I have, and I have no idea. The latest in tuxedo wear. Good. I no idea whatsoever. All right,
0: let's close this out. All right, Chris, let's get to the lightning round. TikTok announced this week that it will be imposing time limits for teens after they've been on the app for 60 minutes. What's one thing you do that you should be alerted to after you've been doing it for 60 minutes?
1: Oh god, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. I'm probably on that thing that like game an hour and a half you play a day. On your phone? Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> I have played that game every day, every day since 2019, including the day of my stroke. That that's how often I've played that game. Oh my god. All right, Twix's latest marketing campaign asks, "And what came first? I love this—the cookie or the cookie dough? So which is it, Anne? The cookie or the cookie dough?" I am not high enough to answer this <laughs> question, Chris. I thought I thought it was like obvious. I'm like, it's got to be the cookie dough, and then I was like, "Well, wait, no, like cookie dough is just, I just, I, my mind was blown." What um, is the cookie dough? No, but it's not because the cookie dough is also still a cookie. So like, it's crazy. Like, it's just such a great question. But anyway oh my god i love it i I think you love it you really
0: liked that one i was not quite there um okay schnooks is set to open its second eat well location next month the first being connected to an existing schnooks market so that customers could get their natural food products and the classic favorites like Doritos mm. and the previously mentioned Twix bars in one trip. What food do you find yourself frustrated that you have to make a second trip for when you shop at like a co op or a natural food store? Oh, it's
1: definitely the potato chip aisle. 100%. Oh, it's 100%. It's the ruffles and the Doritos. Yeah, the <laughs> ruffles and the Doritos all the time. I have to make a trip all the time for that. All right, of all the headlines, I'm gonna change this up a little bit this week. Of all yeah, the headlines we covered this weekend, which headline won the week? Which one will have the longest long term impact? On the future of retail. What headline won the week?
0: Uh, I have to say the Amazon um, same-day so, delivery, yeah. because I think if they make $3 instant delivery possible, that's going to be a big issue for any other retailer that tries to do it, because it's not something that um, many others can sustain, like Amazon.
1: Yeah, that's my pick, too. Kohl's second, for, for me, would probably be Kohl's, because if they do that, it would be the death of Kohl's, but too. But th- so. we're
0: talking about the future of retail, yeah. so that would mean that <laughs> Kohl's has to last right. beyond right. into the right. future of retail right. if yeah. they go forward with right. that strategy. Right,
1: right. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Kind of a big week then when you start to think about the headlines here some pretty impactful things all right that wraps us up happy birthday today to daniel craig chris martin and to the man who told us how tommy used to work on the dock, john bon jovi who turns believe it or not 61 it? years old yeah yeah, well, he's he's looking at he's. Like,
0: I would have pegged him for like seventies.
1: Oh really? No, nah, he's not like as old as my parents. You know, okay. Like you know, all right. He's like high. He was like big in the eighties, not the seventies. Okay. You know, so Fair. yeah. So that feels about right. All right, and remember, if you can read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it Omni Talk. Our fast five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content that is exclusive to us. And we do it all just for you. And we try really hard to make it all fit within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. And until next week, and on behalf of all of us at OmniTalk, be careful out there.
0: The AmiTalk Fast Five is brought to you in association with the a and Consumer and Retail Group. The a and Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Firework. Firework is the largest video commerce solution built for the world's leading brand. They empower brands with shoppable and live stream video on their own websites where people like to shop. Put your commerce in motion with Firework. You can find out more at firework.com and SPS Commerce. SPS Commerce is redefining how businesses across the supply chain operate in an omnichannel world. Their experts, tech, and data work together to fuel your growth and deliver for your customers. To find out more, head to spscommerce.com and Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy-now-pay-later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four industry payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit sezzle.com.